Welcome to KC Corner Episode 7. Today we recap Part 9 of Triumph of the Lamb, where we looked at the Church of Laodicea, and then Jeff talks about his friend David Outing, who will be filling in for him this Sunday as Jeff travels to do a wedding. Let's go. All right, well, we're back with episode seven. It's episode early morning. seven, early morning. Back in the saddle, our normal time. Exactly, and the time change now is just pitch black out. <laughs> I know, it's incredible. The birds are not going to be No, chirping. no they're, birds today, they're unfortunately. They're sleeping, yeah, exactly. <laughs> they need to wake up like us. It's so true. A little coffee, a little caffeine, get them going. Oh, yeah, exactly. We get the caffeine flowing here early Absolutely. in the morning. Get a couple cu- cups on us. Especially this early, Brooks. <laughs> well, let's jump into what I meant to say last week with Laodicea, and uh, there were some strong words to be said about that. church there really were uh, some really strong words to say about that church and again that's one of the places of uh, the seven churches that I've been which is kind of cool I've been there a couple times and so uh, to be able to preach about that and study that and know that I've been there is a a really a cool thing but uh, what I really feel uh, first and foremost that we had to make sure we communicate is of all the seven churches Brooks that's the one that's probably most similar to the church today Uh, they probably struggled the way we struggle the most today, and that was being lukewarm. Um, And so um, there's a lot of passion for me to try to preach that. And let me just say full disclosure as well is I couldn't wait to preach that message, but I was being challenged all week is, can I live this message? You know, and (laughs) that's typically the case. Uh, And the first thing I really wanted to try to point out, what I meant to say was we can't miss the tenderness of Jesus in this text because he starts off by saying, hey, basically you make me want to vomit, Um, you know, your behavior, I know your works and because you're lukewarm, I'm going to want to spew you out of my mouth. Um, And if something makes you want to vomit, that's usually something you want to avoid like the plague, like Mm -hmm. the coronavirus, you know, and uh, get a little uh, food poisoning. You always want to avoid that restaurant. Exactly. It's so true. And so it just was so striking to me that in the midst of that feeling, um, and it's terrifying to think that we could make God desire to uh, spew us out or spit us out. He's so tender Uh, in the midst of that. Uh, he's going to say, hey, I counsel you, uh, what's tender words, and he's going to say, I love you, and he's going to stand at the door and knock, and that to me is striking. I mean, that Jesus could uh, feel like, wow, I see your works, and they really kind of make me sick, but when it comes to you, I love you, and I'm going to still knock, and so you can't miss the tenderness of our Savior, which is the first thing. And then it's interesting to see what their problem was. Of all the churches we've looked at, you know, some were being persecuted and some had some heresy creep in. And what did they struggle with? It was like, well, prosperity and self-sufficiency. And, um, you know, it's almost like they struggled with the American dream. It's like they have arrived, you know, it was a big banking industrial city and now they had some really cool garments and you know, they just thought that they were self-sufficient, self-made. Reading self-sufficient books, like Seven Habits for Highly Effective exactly, People. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> Self-help books. Exactly. And, and, you know, they had it all just going on and they were, um, and yet they didn't realize their condition that, you know, God would say you're wretched, you're blind, you're pitiable. And so um, that's a that's a thing that we have to, what I really hope to say is, hey, let's see what their problem was. And it was something I think that we face as well, you know, of prosperity, self-sufficiency. 
And then I think the, the bottom line is how radical um, it was for Jesus to say, listen, buy from me. And he uses a term buy from me that might confuse you at the first blush of, hey, this gospel is all grace by faith. And uh, how in the world can you buy? We have nothing to barter with. But he's what he is saying is have a radical shift from going to the world's economy to find identity, security, meaning, purpose, and come into the kingdom of God and and there find that meaning, that worth, that security, that identity. And I, I believe that that's just the crossroads right there that we live, that we have to, uh, um, are we seeking first the kingdom of God or are we seeking our own kingdom, our own uh, or what the world has to offer. And I know that's where I, I told you, Brooks, that, uh, you know, it was easier to preach to live uh, mm -hmm. because I'm, I'm just right there with everybody else. Uh, pretty darn materialistic, uh, uh, pretty darn like liking uh, uh, what this world has to offer. And not that we shouldn't enjoy some of that, but do I go to the kingdom of God? Do I seek it first? And um, is that really... Uh, the economy, so to speak, that I'm trying to barter with? Am I looking for treasures in heaven? Am I uh, trying to live out the gospel? Or is it just something that I do on Sundays or a few hours here or there? And so when he says buy from me, that's pretty radical. And uh, um, yeah, I think that will keep us from being lukewarm when we realize that hey, we're, the, we're to be running a different race than the rat race. We're to be running this race for the glory of God. Yeah, but you're right. That is uh, what's preached in today's world of pull yourself up by the bootstraps. You can do it all by yourself and create your own plan, create your own way. But uh, what happens when that plan goes away and, you know, things happen and what happens then? Are you just blaming yourself? You get down on yourself. You, sure. you can't just, you know, rely only on yourself and be self-sufficient. You really can't. And, you know, it's, it's interesting to think that most parents dream is that their kids will be self-sufficient, you know, and but it seems like the dream of our heavenly father is the more we grow, the more we're dependent. And the more we grow, uh, the more we realize how um, much we need our great God for everything. And mm -hmm. so the goal is never this in, uh, independence. It's like, you know, hey, um, I, I need him uh, every hour. I need thee. And so uh, it really does, as you said, run absolutely opposite of pull yourself up by the bootstraps or make it your own way. That's for sure. Yep, yep. So jumping into this next week, it's going to be a little bit different a week where you finally get a little break and you're doing a wedding for who again? It's my niece, Hannah Argersinger, uh, my sister's daughter, uh, their youngest child. So this will be exciting up in the Tallahassee area. Um, shout out to the Knowles. So uh, uh, excited about that. It'll be fun to be with family. Um, but I will really really miss my king's chapel family we'll Sunday. miss you too and so this we'll week we have david outing bishop to us. david outing uh, he really uh i i think he's uh, uh just my brother from another mother is what we <laughs> always say i mean this is a a dear friend of mine who uh, i would tell you uh really thinks um very similarly so pray for david no no uh, <laughs> but the way he loves jesus uh the way he pastors uh the influence he's been in our community. Uh, Bishop David Outing's got a great family, a great story of how his family came to Christ, uh, um, you know, uh, preachers in his family. But the bottom line for David Outing is this. Uh, he is my my big African-American uh, pastor friend who 
just has a way of preaching Jesus with great beauty, great passion, great depth. I can't wait for King's Chapel uh, to hear him preach. And uh, I know it will be fantastic. Um, I know it will be biblically uh, sound. And I know that it'll point directly at Jesus. So, and he's great. Um, I, I love what my brother-in-law says about him. He thinks he looks a little bit like Charles Barkley. Oh, yeah, um, for sure. The, the basketball fame. And Charles Barkley back in the NBA was known as the round mound of rebound. And uh, um, so my brother-in-law calls him uh, the round mound of profound. And uh, I don't think he's taking a shot at his, his stature there. But he is, a like me, a big man. And so... Uh, I yeah, when you meet them, it's a similar handshake. Your big bear paws, you know, that swallows my hand. So, it's a, yeah, you're right. He, he's a electric character, and he'll do great this Sunday. Well, you know, and one little side note, I, I know he will, is that, um, you know, we, we both were involved in a uh, memorial service many, many years ago. What kind of got us together is that he was a part of a service that I was a part of, and um after the service, I asked him how he was doing, and he let his guard down, and he just told me about some wrestling that he was doing, uh, uh, really kind of with his family and, and some things, and um, it just allowed us to kind of minister to one another the gospel. I mean, it's it's those moments when people let you in and you, you see behind the curtain um, that really solidify a friendship, and He's been such a dear friend of, of mine. I mean, I've had the privilege of sitting with him and when his life uh, was was struggling and he's had, uh, I've, I've had the privilege of him sit with me when my life has been struggling as well. And he's one of those true friends in thick and thin, you know, um, mm-hmm. there's a there's a friend uh, who will stick closer than a brother and that's, uh, um, and a, lo- a friend loves at all times and a brother's born in adversity, the Proverbs tell us and that's that's David Outing, a friend and a brother. Mm-hmm. It's good to be vulnerable sometimes in those moments when people are asking just how you're doing. You can easily just say, oh, I'm fine, good, good day, how are you? Exactly. And sometimes it is. You know, and it's not fun like... to switch it up a little bit. It, it, it's so true, Brooks. And, you know, it's not like you do that with everybody because not everybody's earned the right mm-hmm. and not everybody really truly cares. Yep. But when God provides you a, a real friend, um, and I know you got uh, several of, of love watching your friendships over the years. Oh, yeah. that, that are that are real you know that go beyond the hey how you doing but uh, those those are great ones for sure for sure well we look forward to this sunday uh, have fun at the wedding this weekend thank you Rest thank you up. don't burn the place down brooks we'll uh, try not may, to make we'll sure that he's we good won't here. sabotage any mics or sound systems exactly the... please don't which will, which will <laughs> at be least great. not on purpose all right sounds great we'll see you guys next week all right and remember brooks uh, and for everybody else there's always room for you in the corner uh come on out sunday Support David Outing and uh, uh, come back the following week. Uh, I'll, I'll be excited to see everybody. See you then. Blessings, bro.